Hello and welcome to the Heiress of Slytherin, a Harry Potter podcast. I'm Micaela, your host. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15. This is a special bonus episode where I will be discussing the first trailer for The Secrets of Dumbledore, the third installment of the Fantastic Beasts movie series. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the trailer, kind of what happens in it, some thoughts and theories, kind of doing like a breakdown and just discussing what might happen and just what theories the fandom and I have. And before I get into that, I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and Breaker. You can email me at Podcast at gmail.com. My Twitter page is at SlytherinPod and the Facebook page is the Aris of Slytherin Podcast. So this trailer came out a few days ago, highly anticipated from the whole fandom. It is two minutes and 38 seconds long and honestly, it's amazing. It got me so excited for this movie. Now, I was already excited because I do love this. I love these movies. I love The Wizarding World. But, you know, we it's kind of unclear what path this series was going down, what was going to happen for what ultimately we already know because of the Harry Potter series. We know that Grindelwald is defeated in the end. We know that Dumbledore is the one who does it. These movies tell us, kind of show us how he had help and what they're doing, but it wasn't really clear what was going on, where the series was going. Uh, especially because Johnny Depp was replaced by Mads Mikkelsen in the role of Grindelwald. So it's a little confusing, but this trailer honestly got me even more excited for this movie. It is so good. Some nostalgic things in there, and it's just really excited just for this expansion of the Wizarding World and to see what happens um, in the series. So the trailer starts off by kind of showing like the golden snitch just whizzing around just flying around Hogwarts and we see some different angles of it which is pretty cool and then we hear the voice of Dumbledore saying if you listen closely enough the past whispers to you and it shows old Dumbledore the Dumbledore that we're more familiar with then it leads into young Dumbledore played by Jude Law in this Fantastic Beast film series so right off the bat just that line the past whispers to you it kind of makes you think about his past with Grindelwald, like his relationship with him, what they talked about for the greater good, that control over muggles, that kind of thing. And maybe there was like some clues and things like that, that he was kind of alluding to, remembering about how the past is whispering to him. And the fact that it showed his future self, like old Dumbledore, it was really interesting too. That has to be, that isn't just a random placement, like that's there for a reason. So maybe it might even be alluding to how future Dumbledore and Harry Potter series, he's also remembering his past with Grindelwald. And it's some of the past that we don't even fully know yet because these movies, this Fantastic Beast series is kind of expanding upon that and exploring the exact details of what did happen. Now, of course, this is the first trailer, but in the first teaser trailer, we did see the snitch um, as well. And we might see how this is continuing, how the snitch is connected to Harry. Remember how in Deathly Hollows, so this is, of course, decades into the future at this point, but Dumbledore uses the snitch to hide the resurrection stone inside of it. And it's a secret, and it's like a secret of Dumbledore, you know, it was obviously supposed to be revealed to Harry later on, which it was, but it must be a way to kind of send secret messages or objects, just like he did with Harry, with the snitch, with the flesh memory. So um, one theory that fans have is that the blood pact is hidden in there. We see the little object in the first or in the second Fantastic Beast movie. Now it might be too big to fit into a snitch, 
but you know, magic, we don't know what's going to happen. So it's probably most likely going to see how there might be some sort of hidden object in the snitch, especially because we see Dumbledore catching it later on. Not like he's on a broom catching it, but he's just standing on the ground and it kind of flies to him. This is shown later on in the trailer. Next, something very exciting for Harry Potter fans was that we saw Hogsmeade, the wizarding village um, right outside of Hogwarts. It's where the students will go to take their field trips and things like that. They have honeydukes, three broomsticks, um, hogshead, that kind of thing. And we see that and we see Newton Theseus walking and we see young Aberforth. Remember, Aberforth is Dumbledore's younger brother. So, of course, this is, you know, we don't see them until Deathly Hollows, but this is when they're younger and... There's clearly still some like hostility, animosity, whatever you want to call it between them. Remember that Aberforth blames his older brother Albus for their sister Ariana's death. So clearly there's still something, some, some bad blood there pretty much. And we, he must play some sort of role in this. We don't really know what role he plays, but Aberforth definitely is not a fan of Grindelwald. He never really was. So there, maybe he is a part of and part of his downfall helps his brother in some way we don't really know but it's very exciting to see a uh familiar face for lack of a better term he's not really familiar face this is a different actor playing him than the you know old man version of him in deathly hollows but is this something that's interesting because we didn't really think there was any communication with them until like years and years in the future just because aberforth was so mad at dumbled at his brother albus and he probably still is because when New and Theseus say that they're looking for Albus Dumbledore, he says, that would be my brother. Of course, that's how we even know it's Aberforth in the first place. But there's something bigger going on here with Aberforth. He's not just going to be randomly put there in the movie and New and Theseus happen to meet him. I mean, maybe, honestly, but I don't, I can't see that happening unless Dumbledore just needed, Albus Dumbledore just needed like a meeting place outside of Hogwarts and he just chose his brother's pub. I don't know. That might be it. That might not be, but... We'll see when the movie comes out. Another thing is that behind Aberforth, there is a mirror. And it looks like there's something written in that mirror. But can't really tell. It's really hard to make out in the trailer. And also, there's no Ariana photograph. Now, there's an Ariana photograph in Deathly Hollows because that is how Harry, Ron, Hermione entered Hogwarts. So that doesn't come until later on. But that's something else that's notable, worth mentioning. And this also shows two groups of brothers who didn't really get along all the time. For instance, we have Newton Theseus, whose second movie we know that their relationship was a little bit rocky. And we know that Albus and Aberforth's relationship is also a bit rocky. So two groups of brothers here that are kind of, you know, have their differences, but it seems like they're sort of coming together to fight the common enemy, which is Grindelwald. Next, we see Albus Dumbledore walking through a street. It's snowing. It's wintertime not really clear where this is. I'm really not too sure because there weren't really any signs or lettering or anything like that to kind of indicate where it might be. Next thing we see is like some sort of rally going on and here there is lettering and it is a sign in Portuguese and it translates to Supreme Boss. Now this is probably like Grindelwald rally or something like that. Also, the movie was confirmed to mostly take place in Brazil, and they speak Portuguese there, so this is most likely some sort of, you know, rally for Grindelwald in Brazil. Then, 
we see the first glimpse of Mads Mikkelsen in the trailer as Grindelwald. Remember, he's the actor who replaced Johnny Depp in the role. And it looks as though he's taking a memory, he's siphoning a memory out with his wand of Yusuf Kama's head. Now, Yusuf Kama, he was in Fantastic Beasts 2. He was the one that was kind of uh, after Credence trying to find him. Of course, at this point in time, Grindelwald has the Elder Wand. So his wand is the Elder Wand. That's what he's using to take that memory out. And most likely the memory, um, at least big speculation, is a memory of Fantastic Beasts 2, Crimes of Grindelwald, the last movie, towards the end of the movie, when Lita was telling everyone about what happened with her brother and how she switched to babies. And that's what really gives like huge insight to Credence's past. And that's definitely information that Grindelwald would want to know. So I'm guessing that's what he is like siphoning out of his mind, that memory. And it looks just like when Dumbledore kind of takes the memories out of his own head and puts them into his pensieve, how it looks in Harry Potter series. So it looks like the exact same thing that Grindelwald's doing on Yusuf right now in this point in the trailer. Something else that I want to mention at this point in the trailer, because this is the first look at uh, Grindelwald in this trailer, is since this is like the third movie that a different actor is playing him. I mean, we had Colin Farrell who was Graves, but it was Grindelwald disguised as that person as Graves. So definitely. And then of course we had the actual Grindelwald, Johnny Depp in the second movie, third movie, we have a completely different face. So it might come out that Grindelwald is a metamorphagus. Now metamorphagus or metamorphagi, that was a witcher wizard with the rare magical ability to change their physical appearance without like through sheer will alone. They didn't have to do like extra like spells or magic or anything like that. Very rare. Now, if you remember, Nymphadora Tonks was one of them, and her son, her and Lupin's son, Teddy, was also one of them. So it's a really big and cool and rare ability, and I'm not sure if Grindelwald has it, but that would be one kind of easy out for the producers and whatever, the whole storyline to kind of explain the sudden uh, change in appearance of Grindelwald. Or they just ignore it. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. The trailer then cuts to Dumbledore telling Theseus Commander that if we're to defeat Grindelwald, you need to trust me. So probably kind of hard for Theseus to trust Dumbledore because when he did, his fiance Lila Strange was killed. So it really isn't Dumbledore's fault. It's not like a direct correlation, but I'm sure there's association with that. But he's telling Theseus that and Newt is there in the background. Then we see Newt alone by himself. Well, he has... um. Picket, his bow truckle on his shoulder with him and it looks like they're traveling through some sort of like bamboo forest so it's a location that we haven't seen before and it it looks like they're looking for beasts i mean the series is called fantastic beasts so you know that was one thing that people were concerned that there wouldn't be in this movie like there wouldn't be any beasts however the trailer shows that there are going to be some beasts some that we've already seen before and some new ones so Newt and Pickett hear a like roar noise from some sort of animal. So definitely on a hunt for a certain beast at this point in the trailer. Something that I want to point out too is that the Akamis were in a nest that looks like it was made of bamboo in the first Fantastic Beasts. It was in Newt's suitcase. So maybe there might be some sort of connection here with Akami, but he also might be like looking for a completely different animal. So it's something else we'll, we have yet to figure out. Then we hear the words, this is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in a century. Well, he actually says over a century. And then we hear Magizoologist, which is Newt, and it shows Newt walking. 
Then we hear his indispensable assistant, which is Bunty from the second Fantastic Beast movie. She was in Newt's suitcase, kind of helping him with the animals. Then we hear Wizard descended from a very old family and its use of comma. Then we see school teacher, and this is Professor Eulalie Hicks. She teaches charms at Elvermorning, which is the American Wizarding School. And we actually did see her picture and uh, her moving photograph in the second Fantastic Beasts movie. She was in like the book that Nicholas Flamel had where she was, it was like his book of allies or something like that. I don't know. It was a little bit confusing, but she um, isn't completely new. We know she's a charms professor at Ilvermorny and we saw the picture of her in Nicholas Flamel's book in the second Fantastic Beasts movie. So she is part of this team. And then a muggle, which is Jacob. And Theseus is the one that's kind of describing all of this because next shot is him on the train with the rest of the team kind of announcing everybody. And I do want to mention, we see during this roll call of sorts, if you will, we see Newt walking up steps to what looks like the Brazilian wizarding school called Castelo Bruxo. And a few clues from this, one being that we know most of the movie probably takes place in Brazil because that was confirmed. And secondly... The steps and um, like the architecture of the school looks a lot like the picture of the school that was on Pottermore a few years ago. Then we see Bunty. It looks like she's on like a solo mission. She's just walking and she has a suitcase in her hand. Then we see Yusuf and Yulali and then it brings us to the train where they're all kind of gathered. And Newt tells Jacob that Dumbledore wanted me to give this to you. And it's a wand. And this is something that's causing a lot of confusion because, like, why does he have a wand? Is it, like, a real wand? Is it, Why would Dumbledore just give him a fake wand for show? That doesn't really seem like a very um, Dumbledore-like thing to do. And why would Jacob need magic? He's a muggle. He can't perform magic, right? A wand will be useless in his hands, right? That's how it should be. So it's a little bit confusing here. Um, some people, you know, Dumbledore is a little bit of an inventor. Um, we know that with his Illuminator from Harry Potter series that he invented himself. And it's a possibility. There's a lot of theories that Dumbledore had like another invention and it's a wand, but maybe it's just like a wand for protection. Like maybe it's enchanted to only do like certain spells. Maybe it's like a, it just throws up Protego, which is the shield charm, or it might be just do like basic spells or it might be under someone else's control and it just is able to work for Jacob when that person allows it is that person Dumbledore that's has the wand under his control like it's really confusing and there's even some theories that it was Dumbledore's own wand I'm not really sure about that but um it's also a theory that it's some sort of tool to just confuse Queenie so that when she does see she him she kind of hesitates maybe like I don't know there's some a lot of confusion surrounding this wand and also it leads people to kind of question if Dumbledore was able to give a mongol magic or give him a wand that can allow him to kind of control magic or do magic or whatever it is then maybe that that person that muggle Jacob has some he's has some sort of wizarding ancestry maybe he's part of a wizarding family and it also led people to kind of question, well, why didn't he do that for Petunia Dursley at the time? She was Petunia Evans. So Harry's mom, Lily Evans, her sister Petunia, remember she wanted to be a witch so bad. Once Lily got the letter, she was so jealous and she wrote to Dumbledore so many times asking her to please like let her into Hogwarts. And he wrote her back like, I'm sorry, you're a muggle. You can't do magic. I can't let you into Hogwarts. All this type of stuff. 
yet here he is decades later and this muggle has a wand. So it's a little bit confusing, but I'm sure there's some sort of reason behind it. I'm sure it'll become clear throughout the movie or throughout the series as to why this wasn't an option for Petunia later on. Also possible that maybe Jacob, you know, Dumbledore just didn't really like that idea. And when Petunia came around a few years later, he was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want a muggle to have a wand. And by a few years, I mean a few decades. Then we see a Gryffindor Quidditch player flying over Hogwarts. It looks like he has a number nine on his um, on his uniform. Not sure if that's significant or not, but that's like the next shot in the trailer. Then we see Theseus, Eulali, Newt, and Jacob walking through the halls of Hogwarts. Now, I know some people were a little bit confused about this because when muggles come come to Hogwarts or they're, they're like on the outside of it if they're wandering around whatever it is it has it's enchanted to have a lot of signs like keep out danger beware that kind of thing muggles can be invited in Hogwarts um, we know this because there are muggle-born students their parents aren't wizards so for instance when Moaning Myrtle died of course it is also in the future at this point it's not during Fantastic Beast time it's after it's during Voldemort's time when Moaning Myrtle dies her muggle parents are allowed into Hogwarts. They get her body, they see her body, whatever it is. So there are exceptions to some rules. And there might even be some rules in the Harry Potter series that we've seen kind of broken in Fantastic Beasts and they aren't in place yet. But because of events that happen, they are made rules later on. So those four people I mentioned, Newt, Theseus, Jacob, and Eulali, they are walking into the Great Hall and Dumbledore is performing some sort of spell. Looks like he's kind of building something up. Then it cuts back to Aberforth, his brother, who sarcastically tells Albus, off to save the world, are we? Then we see a brief glimpse of Credence and a phoenix that's kind of flying around him. Now, Credence has really long hair here, and we don't know how much time has passed, um, so the first Fantastic Beast series takes place in the or the first movie of the series takes place in the 1920s, and we know that Grindelwald is defeated by Albus Dumbledore in 1945. So these movies are kind of taking a few years, um, but we don't know exactly how far of a time jump this is. But it kind of seems like it might be a lot of Credence has like a new hairstyle. I don't know because everyone else has the exact same hairstyle, but. We hear the words, things are not always as they appear, right when we see this with Credence and the Phoenix. And then it cuts to Jacob and Queenie and Jacob's Bakery. Now they're wearing the exact same outfits from the last scene that we see of them in the first Fantastic Beast movie. It was after the wizards had to kind of wipe everybody's, all the muggles' memories of what happened. And that included Jacob. But in the second movie, he tells Newt that... The spell was to take away all the bad memories, and Jacob said he didn't have any bad memories. So we see him hugging Queenie. Remember, Queenie kind of went over to the dark side, which is Grindelwald's side, so the evil side, in the second Fantastic Beast movie. And it's interesting, because this, this has to be some sort of like memory flashback, not actual real life. And if it is, that's going to be really, that's really going to have to be explained very well, because that doesn't make very much sense. And also, I want to mention Queenie just looks kind of different here. It's the same actress playing her, but she looks a little bit different than she did in the other movies. And that goes for when we see her again later in the trailer. She looks different. It doesn't look like herself. So some people are speculating that she's under the Imperius curse, which is a possibility. It always is. But I don't know if that's necessarily what's going on here with her because she kind of did like Grindelwald's vision towards the end. That's why she joined him. 
and I don't think that it would be as interesting to her character if she was just imperious. I mean, it would add a lot more depth and um, a lot more, I guess, relatableness to see that she was going through something rough and it changed her opinions on things. And, you know, it's just, it would be more interesting than if she, the simple, oh, she was just under the imperious curse. It wasn't really her. Like, that's just not as cool. Next, we see, we briefly see Albus holding the blood pact of him and Grindelwald that we saw in the second movie. Then we see Newt and his brother, Theseus. They're in a cave and there's some creatures there that we've never before seen. They look like crabs um, and Newt's doing some sort of like crab dance to probably like tame them just like he did in the first movie with the creature. And... The brothers look like they're trying to escape another huge creature in like the same cave looking setting and it looks like it might be a blast ended Scroot. Um, it might not be because of its appearance but its appearance also kind of gives the impression it's a blast ended Scroot, which it, are very familiar in the Harry Potter series. The next shot is of Theseus and Eulali. It looks they're fighting like four other wizards and it looks like these wizards are dressed similarly to Dumbledore. I don't think any of them are, but kind of similar to what Albus Dumbledore was wearing in the beginning when he was just like walking through um, the town. And also, it the background of the city, town, whatever place they're in, it looks similar to in the teaser trailer when Albus Dumbledore did like have the snitch with him when he was catching it. It The background is very similar to the setting in which Eulali and Theseus are fighting these guys in right now. We also see crawls, which were those little birds in the first Fantastic Beast movie that we saw that kind of apparate and disapparate. We also see them apparating and disapparating throughout this little duel that Theseus and Eulali are having against these four other wizards. Next, we see Jacob in like, it looks like he's in some sort of hotel ballroom type of thing, kind of some suits on, fancy outfits with some people, dresses, things like that. And there's like a wind of... um plates and objects and stuff kind of flying around him and he's holding his wand and at first glimpse it kind of looks like he's the one doing that even though he looks like he's struggling however very briefly after that we see queenie in that same setting and it looks like she's actually the one controlling the magic again she looks different here next we see credence again and we also see vinda rosier now she that name rosier is one of the sacred 28 um one of her descendants goes on to become a death eater for voldemort now, we saw her in the second Fantastic Beast movie, Crimes of Grindelwald, very loyal supporter of um, Grindelwald's, very loyal follower, and we saw her in the teaser trailer. There was green light coming from her wand, so usually that's associated with the Vaticadavra, which is the killing curse, so she was probably killing someone at that point. We see her behind Credence, and we see them with somebody else. We, we haven't really seen this person before, so I'm not sure who it is, but he looks like he's kind of cutting through some sort of like protection spell. Now, this looks very similar to Deathly Hollows Part 2, the Battle of Hogwarts, when the Hogwarts uh, student staff and everyone that was fighting on like Harry's side was creating protection spells to surround Hogwarts. And then we see Voldemort's army are kind of like shooting their spells into it, like cutting through it, and it's like orange against the blue protection. And Credence is like kind of burning orange through that blue protection spell again and that's what this looks like right here in this trailer we then see somebody running up the steps of castella bruchel and then we see grindelwald starting to say like our war with the muggles and he's at the top of it looks like he's at the top of the steps of the school so there might be some sort of big battle that takes place at that school 
because we also see Yusuf and he's fighting people there as well. They're in a duel at the same setting. It looks like they're at that school still. Then we see Grindelwald in like this big pool. It looks like it might be some sort of makeshift pensive because it's very similar looking to the first Fantastic Beasts film at Makuza, like with the memories and that pensive type pool setting. It looks like he's in one of these as well. And he's in water and he blasts that pool of water at Credence and then he disapparates and apparates right at his throat and it starts choking him. So a big theory fans have had is that he had just seen the memory he pulled out of like Yusuf's mind. And that's why he looks like he's like killing Credence in this scene. We then see Credence with the wand and his obscurial magic is kind of going crazy. He, I mean, he looks like he's in control of it, but it's very powerful and it's kind of coming right at Albus Dumbledore. And Albus Dumbledore just kind of just effortlessly does not struggle against fighting him. He just kind of separates and just uses his arm to kind of whisk the magic away. Like it does not look like he is really even struggling to fight Credence. But of course, we do know that Albus Dumbledore is a very brilliant and gifted wizard. And that doesn't stop short of dueling. He knows how to duel. So this honestly might just be a piece of cake for him too. Who knows? This next part was really cool because we see the team that's apparently going to defeat Grindelwald. Remember the team from the beginning, like Nude and Jacob and all them. So Jacob asks, what is this place? And Newt says, the room we require. Right away to Harry Potter fans, we were like, what? Like kind of screaming during the trailer because that has to be the room of requirement. That is the room that Harry discovers in Order of the Phoenix where he has his Dumbledore's army meetings and all that stuff. And that's where one of the Horcruxes was hidden and everything. So this kind of confused some fans too because Dumbledore's in this room. And some people think that Dumbledore didn't know Hogwarts had a room of requirement. However, I don't think that's true. Dumbledore, this movie is literally called The Secrets of Dumbledore. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dumbledore just kind of kept this room a secret from Harry until Harry found out about it, honestly. Um, we do hear him kind of talking about it in Goblet of Fire anyways. He's telling Karkaroff that he accidentally stumbled across a room that had a bunch of chamber pots in and when he had to use the bathroom. So, you know, he's not saying where it is and location and everything, but I'm 100% don't think that this is like brand new to Dumbledore in the Harry Potter series. Like he's in the room of requirement right now. It has to be something that he already knew about before. So we see five suitcases on the ground. Dumbledore is placing like the last one down and some cylinder looking thing in the air. And it turns out to look, it turns out to appear as some sort of spinning port key, levitating spinning port key of some sort with different like levels kind of. Then we see Jacob take Dumbledore's hand and kind of go into that spinning thing, which the spinning levitating thing, which makes us think it's a port key because he kind of goes into it and disappears. And the same special effects like that was used in Harry Potter for the porkies is the same here. So it looks like he's teleporting somewhere through the porky, right? That magical transportation. And he has a suitcase in his other hand and there's only two more left on the floor. So it's kind of speculated that each member of this team is kind of going to a different place and their suitcase must have some important stuff in there for them. And the next scene is of a different creature we haven't seen before. But it's Newt is like hanging from its legs, tail. I'm not really sure. It's like he's wrapped up in its tail, I think. And he's like dangling in the air. And he's also holding a suitcase. So that must be wherever Newt was sent. Next, we see Pickett running. Looks like he's holding a wand. Not really sure what that's about. But right after that, we see Credence releasing his obscurial magic again. 
on Dumbledore. This might be the same scene as before, might be a different scene. The background looks kind of different, so I'm not sure. But Dumbledore doesn't even have his wand at hand. He just holds his hand up and the magic like evades him. I mean, I'm telling you, Dumbledore is not struggling to fight this guy. The next thing that we saw was Dumbledore telling Newt correct three points to Hufflepuff. So I'm sure that Newt answered some question correctly or said something. And Newt was in Hufflepuff house before he was expelled from Hogwarts. So when Dumbledore said that, Hufflepuff probably got three extra points randomly and they had no idea how. Well, it was because of Newt's commander. And I, that was just a huge thing too. And the, that Harry Potter fans were like, oh my gosh, that's so funny that they added that in there. I certainly liked hearing it. Then the next thing we see is Fantastic Beasts, the Secrets of Dumbledore logo. And then behind it is a phoenix in the form of water. So it's like water that's shaped like a phoenix. That's kind of a bad description of it, but it's like a big splash of water. And it's the outline of a phoenix. So of course, phoenix, Dumbledore, like that, there's some connection there. And it also leads people to question... Was that really Fox, like Albus Dumbledore's pet phoenix, like later on in the Harry Potter series? Was that him at the end of Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald, where Credence had that wand and the phoenix was there? I mean, it's a lot of questions still. So hopefully we kind of find out more about the connection with the Dumbledore family and phoenixes in this movie. And especially the importance of it being like the water in, in this logo. Then right after the logo, we see Jacob eating breakfast at Hogwarts, and it looks like he might be at the Gryffindor table. There's two Gryffindor girls with him, but there's also one Slytherin girl. So maybe this girl just was like, I'm going to sit at the Gryffindor table for right now. Or maybe there weren't like segregated tables yet. Maybe the children could sit at whichever table they wanted. There wasn't one particular table for each house. Or she's just a rule breaker. She's a Slytherin. She was like, I'm going to sit here because I want to. We don't know. However, Jacob is eating breakfast with these Hogwarts students in this scene. So he's just telling them, like, you can't look, you can't touch my wand. It's very dangerous. I got it for Christmas. That's basically it. So this trailer was a lot, a lot to unpack. Um, really good, though. Really amazing trailer. Like, I am so beyond excited for this movie. I was already really excited, but this trailer got me even more pumped up about it. Now, it did leave a lot of questions, though. Like, it kind of made you think about what might happen you're kind of getting a little more insight like okay this is where this movie's heading this is where this might happen this might occur here um but one some notable things where was tina tina was not in this trailer at all unless she was in disguise somewhere maybe she has some polyjuice potion and she was disguised as someone one theory is that she's disguised as bunty because of the polyjuice potion because they need to face queenie her sister and that might be like a little bit to throw her off that Tina's not there. However, Queenie would most likely re like read her sister's thoughts and recognize them as her own. Unless Tina is able to block them um, through Alchemancy, but who knows. Next thing, where was Nagini? Nagini was not in this trailer at all either. Again, unless she was disguised, but probably not. I mean, we didn't really see any snakes in this trailer. We don't think she was in her snake form. So there's a lot of questions that like are coming up from this trailer um, about different beasts, about characters, about the importance of some characters, the lack of importance of some characters like Tina, like where was she, you know, um, especially because Newt and her had some problems with their relationship because they just lack of communication. Like there's just different things that we want to really know about. And then also we want to see more about her thoughts about her sister going to Grindelwald's side. So 
a lot to unpack, but it was super fun trailer. I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of nostalgia seeing Hogwarts and Hogsmeade and Aberforth and just these characters. So I wonder what else we're going to see that wasn't revealed in this trailer. And I want to know your guys' thoughts too. You can um, tweet me or message me on Facebook or email me. Just let me know your thoughts, theories, opinions, that kind of thing. And also want to remind you guys that I will still be doing my normal episodes for the chapter discussions of the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm going to be recording chapter 15 this week and be posting it this week too. So we get two bon- two episodes this week. This bonus one talking about the Secrets of Dumbledore trailer. And then I'll be talking about my chapter discussion of chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Forbidden Forest. So make sure you guys read that in preparation. And I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. It would mean a lot if you guys would leave a review or you can donate through Anchor, leave me a voice message, or you can email me at Podcast at gmail.com. My Twitter page is at Slytherin Pod, and my Facebook page is The Heiress of Slytherin Podcast. That's the end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening to The Heiress of Slytherin. I'm Mikaela. Bye.